0: All right, Haris, how crazy has this off-season been for you? 1 to 10.
1: It's been 9.5 at this point. 9.5? I
0: I would have thought you said like (laughs) 11. It's not even free agency
1: yet. (laughs) We'll see what happens when July 1st hits, and I think that's when it'll just go over the top. You know what? Here
0: on Instant Replay, this is your host, Zoe Bnakvi. This week in the studio, we have Harris Kirmani, who we talked about everything from the CP3 trade that broke news yesterday. We talked about Jimmy Butler. We talked about Harris's boy, D'Angelo Russell. <laughs> we talked about everything. We, what else did we talk about, Harris? We
1: talked about Dwight Howard. We talked oh, about man. potential Dwight, landing spots. For Dwight's going to be a three tour.
0: point shooter next year. Oh, yeah. Look out for that.
1: <laughs> Dude, right. Brooke Lopez. Exactly. All right,
0: guys. Well, hope you guys enjoy the podcast.
1: Bring it back. <laughs>
0: Okay that'll leave us lead us into our whole the whole topic of this is the <laughs> off season how yes. crazy this off season has been compared to The regular season even? It's probably been more exciting than the regular season. I've been excited watching this. I We talked about this last Mm -hmm. time. Like You you just brought up, before the podcast even started recording, how we talked about the playoffs. I mentioned that it was probably the most boring playoffs I've seen in a long time. (laughs) And I stick by that. I still stick by that. And I think the league's going to be very boring, except a handful of teams now, because of what's happened in the offseason. So... Let, let's go through those off-season moves because it's been an amazing off-season so far. And the best part is, it's not even July
1: 1st What? Yet. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's going to be a massive Isn't day. that insane? Yeah. It's not
0: even July 1st yet, and we've had massive, like... Top ten players
1: move in the league. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's nice in the fact that I think people are now seeing exactly how great Golden State is, yeah. and rather than lay down and die, these teams they're are actually, actually gambling. Exactly, they're like, you know what? Let's uh, let's make some moves. Let's see if we can actually compete and take down this juggernaut. Biggest biggest move so far. Mm-hmm. We'll get into the other moves. Hmm. Biggest move so far
0: happened yesterday. Yeah, Chris Paul going to Houston hmm. for eight. Players. Yeah, it's a what? Massive, massive, massive. I've never deal. seen that before. I don't. How,
1: have you ever seen eight players traded for one? Not off the top of my head that I can recall. Right? it's just That's been a massive deal. Well, I mean, a lot happen. of it is obviously just cash considerations, but yeah. yes, yeah, it's okay. a huge deal. Okay, so tell
0: me immediately when you read that,
1: what did you think? The first word that came to my mind was why. It just, yeah. it just was one of those things where look, I can appreciate Houston wanting to shake things up, mm-hmm. and it's just obviously. You know, big name moves right. make big headlines totally. but it just feels like such an un-Houston move uh, you know Daryl Morey is one of the greatest GMs in the league that we have today right mean, they've been at the winning end of so many deals so many deals a Harden coup is obviously right. on top of that list and just from all the reports coming out of Harden kind of pushing management to make a move like this it just doesn't fit right with me because of the fact that I don't see how it, first of all, improves the team and we can talk about that, but I think they've lost a lot of what made Houston so good, which is the amount of depth they had and the kind of players that they gave up. It was just a perfect fit to Harden and I just don't see this fit.
0: Okay, so I agree with you yeah. in the sense that, I, I totally agree with you in the sense that, so if we look at it from the fit standpoint, right? Hmm. Let's do your first point and then we'll look at your second point. Yeah. First point, fit. So, when you think about it, Mike D'Antoni just won the the award for best coach. Why did he win that award, Harris? Be- what one thing did he make in terms of an adjustment this season mm-hmm. that resulted in him winning uh, Houston coming third, you know, second MVP, second best MVP candidate? Mm-hmm. What was that one move?
1: He was moving the beard to the one.
0: He moved the beard from two to the one. Mm-hmm. Now what's he asking? He's asking the beard to
1: move one from the two <laughs> to the two. To the two.
0: What? Explain to me how that makes them better.
1: I think if I'm to think of it from a Houston standpoint... The only possible reason I can think of it is them overreacting to perhaps how many turnovers Harden had from a point guard perspective. Maybe they're looking to get more efficient possessions out of it. And the idea that, oh, maybe he'll have to face less double teams as a result of it. You know, Chris Paul being a a legitimate threat, all of that. That's
0: Sure, that's like you thinking optimistically, though. Yeah,
1: absolutely. It's just, to me, it it goes completely against what they've been doing from a pace perspective. You've got an older guy. I mean... We in the previous he podcast we talked about exactly 30, thirty-three. Yeah, it's he's coming to the tail end of his career. We were talking about San Antonio as a potential destination. You know what's for him. also weird
0: is it's a one-year contract. I think it's just a it? continuation. Like, of he a becomes continu- a free agent. Exactly, at the end. that's exactly. what I mean. He's going to become a free agent. Yeah. So it's a one-year rental, what? and you traded eight players, three of which we know for sure, like Lou Williams, quality player, mm-hmm. right? Good contract. Yep. Um, who else was it? it Patrick was Beverly. Patrick, was it? Patrick, oh, Patrick Beverly. I love Patrick Beverly. Yep. All the hustle, heart you can want in a player. Exactly. Right. Perfect. Great foil. defender. Yep. Um, and then uh, between
1: Montrez Harrell, Montrez Harrell. All these guys. Sam Decker. These are all young yeah, guys. are All who were young assets,
0: and you know, all in small contracts that you would need to like move around and have
1: flexibility. Like Patrick Beverly
0: has trade value.
1: Oh, absolutely. He's right? gonna. I mean. From now, he's probably going to be starting for the Clippers. I don't see them making massive other moves. They're looking to get into more of a rebuild phase, and I can see that. Right. That's why they got the picks as well. Right. But Beverly's going to show just how good he is. Okay. Okay, let me ask you this. How much better,
0: wins-wise, does this make Houston? You can also say a negative number.
1: I, I don't know necessarily whether it's negative or not. It's <laughs> obviously a bit early to say. I think it's a lateral move at the very most. Mm. Um. I mean, a lot of it is going to be matchup so wise and what teams in the West do.
0: They're not going to be they're not more better. competitive than yeah. Golden Oh, you already knew where I was going. Oh, that was Golden already. That Warriors. was not. No? This it doesn't, doesn't put make... them in
1: any okay. greater chance to win that. Okay,
0: gotcha. So it doesn't put them in a greater chance. Let's let's just, for the sake of the argument, let's mm-hmm. just let's just talk about this, okay? Because I, I feel the need to ask this. Sure. Best back court now? <laughs> just answer me that. I, I think you on- You have a I... top five point guard, and mm-hmm. you have a- you have the Number two uh candidate and MVP. Yep. Right? The best shooting guard, as you just said. Mm-hmm. Are they the best backcourt now? Yeah, on paper. On paper. no, I'm asking you in real, in in terms yeah, of like. If, using- if we
1: were to look in just a vacuum and we're playing two on two ball here, yeah, yeah I'd yeah. probably be taking two Harden and Chris Paul in most would of you? the line. There's I don't not, know. I, I don't mean, know. Versus I... Curry and Thompson? Yeah. No, that's probably yeah. that's probably the argument. And see, the reason why Curry and Thompson would be better is because they complement each other. It's not just about from a talent perspective, those two are better if we're just getting at you know Harden and Chris Paul from a pure vacuum talent perspective is the right. most talented backcourt in the league. Right. But that doesn't translate to wins and it doesn't translate to a type of ball which two ball dominant players play. Again, uh, Harden was the second most in uh, possession time last year. Chris Paul was seventh. So these are two top ten possession uh, ball dominant guys. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Uh, not to say they couldn't make it work. I just don't see one why they made the move, mm. and secondly, how this potentially makes them better.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. In terms of, I mean, I, I I honestly have no clue. But I what I do respect is that. As crazy as this may seem, from my from mm. my perspective and maybe yours perspective as well, as crazy as this may seem, it it's nice to see a team that's just not rolling over. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like they're going. They're like, listen, man. Here's a here's our cards. here's move the chips in. All in. Let's do it.
1: Yeah, but there's better moves that you could have made if you were going all in. Oh, I'm sure. I'm There's,
0: sure, and you could have given up less.
1: Yeah, you could have given up less. There there was different positions of need for Houston, if we're talking totally. about them, that totally. needed a lot more than the point guard. I was, I don't think point guard or the backcourt really is an area where they needed it. I agree. They yeah. had the piece of either Lou Williams or Eric Gordon, you know, I both totally of them. I agree. They should have used that to be able to either get a better four, a, a younger five instead of Nene as your back. It's just... It's just not uh, one of those moves that feel very Houston-like to me. And it just sounds like Harden was the one who was kind of the architect behind it. And right. we'll see how it
0: works out for him. Right. I think, I think. well, ticket sales are going to be through the roof. Oh, in yeah. Houston. They're going to do great. I have <laughs> Houston fans right now, friends that are Houston fans, and they're just like, so excited.
1: Yeah. Big name. Slightly
0: worried, but super excited because yeah. of the reasons we laid out. Yeah. Big but yeah, name. it's going to be exciting to see in the Western Conference. Now Houston's obviously either at par but you know media is going to be all over them surrounded, surrounding them this year and rightfully so okay what do you think about okay so that's one move that's happened that's the exciting part hmm.
1: actually I was going to say does that move kind of give you the uh, Lakers vibe back when they made the Steve Nash move almost it just, no, no. It, not to the no. same level Nash Steve made Nash was like injured. 36 no I get that right it's just this idea of how the media as you say will pick it up all, all of a sudden they're you know title contenders all this coming in where to well, me they're it just not seems title like a, contenders people already put houston i'll oh, stop that. it yes they're not yeah. even number two in the west yet they're not pat they're no, like the no. same spot they're them in san antonio yes yeah, so th- yeah, the idea
0: being they brought it closer to san antonio in my opinion but not like no like it's they're much better than san antonio the argument can be made that they've gotten better than san antonio but i wouldn't say they're better than san antonio no they're it's not. not definitive
1: it's just the one of those things where
0: it's sexy Agreed. That's exactly it. It's appealing to the media. It's appealing to mainstream. It's appealing to the newspapers. We're good to go. Yep. Okay, cool. So that's that's one off-season move, which obviously has a huge impact on the league in the Western Conference. Hmm. Another, and this is so funny that everything's happening in the, the Western Conference, and correct me if I'm r- missing anything on the East, but another move that happened in Western... Yeah, we'll talk about that. <laughs> we'll talk about that. But the Western Conference, Jimmy Butler yep. got traded draft night What To Chicago Firstly let's talk about For Zach Levine And Chris Dunn And a first round pick But Exactly Um, Tell me Tell me What you think about that trade
1: I think Chicago Had themselves put Into a pretty tough position As far as it goes Yeah they're I, kind of in I this think they between they voluntarily area. put themselves in yeah. that position. I mean, a lot of it has to do with look, they've got a lot of vets on their team and they were obviously trying to do something right. uh, in terms of pushing. It almost seems like when Brooklyn brought all those uh, old guys in mm. between, you know, Pierce, Johnson, all these guys to try to make the worst trade run. ever
0: in Brooklyn history. They've sacrificed <laughs> their entire rebuilding phase. <laughs> yeah, and they're still eating it and Boston is loving totally. it. But
1: it's just one of those things where you can see Again, going back to this idea of what's sexy and what uh, sounds good at one point, but mm. you know the result is something different, and as a result of that, you know Chicago was finding themselves in this position where they're like, okay, we got to find a way out of this, mm. and I just feel like Jimmy Butler, who's going to be coming up on his contract as well, Jimmy but- Butler's contract is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, Have you but, seen his contract, Oh, absolutely. But you're I gonna, think he has two more years, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's great. Yeah, oh, it's great. That's, those was Chicago's biggest assets. So they instead then decided, look, it's going to be a situation where we're going to be bad for the next little while now. Yep. They're probably going to try to buy out either Wade, who's now called into his player option, or Rondo. Like, There's all these things they're going to do to go younger and tank. Yep. But decide- you, oh, so you do
0: think they're going to start trusting the process? Oh, 100%. They're trusting the that's process. That's what they're doing. That's yep. what you think they're doing. Yep. That's what I was just about to follow up and ask you. So they are going to adopt the Philadelphia
1: methodology. Maybe not as bad as Philadelphia. Not as bad. But not yes. as
0: obvious. Not as blatantly obvious mm. because they're going to be like, "Look, we just got you know Chris Dunn and we got Zach Levine, who's a twenty point per game scorer, yeah. and he's going to lead the team now." It's exciting. No, he's not. It's no, exciting. He's not. I like watching Zach Levine. It'll be he's fun. He's not going to gonna lead the team. He's not a one A player. He's well, not. He's not a yeah, leader yeah. on a player any player, any team. He's a great third option. That's it.
1: He could very well be like a Devin Booker kind of situation where it's being, you know, force-fed into him. And sure. perhaps perhaps sure. he'll thrive in that. But, yep. yes, Zach Levine doesn't jump out at me as a uh, as, as a top leader he's for gonna, a team.
0: Exactly. Okay, cool. So, then we look at, obviously, Minnesota. Minnesota playoff team or not?
1: Yes. 100%. They are definitely. Especially did, with did you the idea— that at the start
0: of this season, though?
1: I was hoping that for I the start that. of this— Yeah.
0: So, but, are we being just bullish or— do you genuinely mean that this time around? Well, I think
1: they've got... As you said, they've got more talent this time around. Of they've got, uh They've gotten better from a defensive standpoint, which is... Yep. And Tom Thibodeau obviously loves Jimmy Butler, so totally. you know, chemistry comes in there. And I think Jimmy Butler is the kind of guy who just makes the guys around him also just have that little bit more hunger. He's just that kind of player. And I think he's just tougher like he doesn't take shit from players on the court You yeah. know what i mean and that just helps younger
0: players exactly in my opinion exactly right so he's the type of veteran leadership but he's not like that old where he won't perform you know what i mean like yep. you need veteran leadership for that young core 100 mm-hmm. percent. that's what philadelphia doesn't have right which which is what i think is going to be their missing achilles heel because minnesota is one of those teams that had the most 10 point leads going out of the first half and then yep. blew them all
1: yep and a lot of it has to do with, again, their their ba- their bench depth as well, which, mm. you know, it's still a kind of uh, question mark as far as it's concerned going forward, but I think a lot of what changed them in the second half of the season as well last year is, apart from Rubio getting healthier and back in rhythm, it's that Zach Levine's injury almost took away from the fact that, uh, you know, Rubio, who was a low usage point guard, was getting next to no touches, Yeah. and it was totally changing around their offense, they were becoming yeah. very ISO heavy, and it was hurting Carl anthony Towns as well, totally. so... For them to have a healthy season and healthy Rubio, who I think is incredibly underrated, that's going to change around how their entire offense runs. And I definitely a playoff team, especially with some West ones potentially going out.
0: Follow up to your Rubio point. I'm hearing rumors. There's reports out there, league sources. Yes. This is going to impact both you and I a lot. <laughs> Jimmy Butler is recruiting hmm. a certain All-Star point guard mm-hmm. from up north. Mm. Kyle Lowry's being in the mix. What? What do, you, what do you think about that? If that happens, I think they're they're actually they've gotten significantly better. Not not Golden State level, but I think they've gotten significantly better. Yeah.
1: Um. It, alongside Kyle Lowry, they've been talking about as well. You know, Carroll could be involved in that deal. Like all all these wow. kind of things I'll, that I'll, would. I'll ship. Carol. Yeah, it's not that you won't ship him. I I not want to ship Lowry, but the idea is being that. Yes, they will be able to get these pieces that can make them far more competitive and maybe even a top, you know, four or five team, depending on how things end up rolling out. Right, but I've always had my point about Kyle Lowry. I don't think he deserves
0: the max. And if Minnesota is willing to give him the max, it's okay. You know, like he deserves to leave, similar to like Biombo. Like I le- I loved Biombo back in the day, uh, back when he played for us. High energy off the bench. But, I mean, come on. We can't match, what is it, 16, 18 million? 18 million. Year? Yeah. Come on.
1: But, see, I think, one, in Kyle Lowry's situation, I think it is different because if you're talking from a purely performance standpoint, he does deserve it. It's more you worrying about a future. That's um, what I'm worrying about. I'm inter- not
0: worrying about the current year. I'm not worrying about the year after. I'm worrying about the third year, the fourth year, and the fifth year of right. the contract.
1: And kind of as I uh, look back to when we were talking about it earlier, even if you have that kind of albatross contract now, I just don't see why you don't do first of all you don't do it as Toronto because you should as far as I'm concerned and Masai has shown that he's able to trade any contract if it gets to that point you can always an expiring deal is always a uh, asset. huge asset exactly so Absolutely. if you can sign him to a four-year deal which would be ideal yeah that would be something that I think we should do and I like Rubio I don't think that he's anywhere near Kyle Lowry level and I just don't see why Toronto would be looking to do something like that hmm. unless they were getting a lot of assets back
0: yeah, fair enough. But Kyle Lowry is a free agent
1: too. Yes, he is. Right? unrestricted. It would be a signing trick. Like, it that would, would be the oh, idea. Oh, okay, you're expecting a signing trade. Yes. Okay, fair enough.
0: Okay, cool. So, we've talked about Minnesota and the West. Let's talk a little bit about the – let's balance this out, and let's talk about two <laughs> players in the East and where you think they, they're they going to end up. Mm. We got, obviously, the number one name that's now – right now is Paul George. Yep. Right? He's going to – you know, okay. He's in the mix for um, Houston. <laughs> He's in the mix for San Antonio. He's in the mix for – uh, Lakers, mm. he's in the mix for Boston, he's mm-hmm. in the mix for Cleveland, and every single day I get a new report. Oh, they're getting close to a deal. Like a new team is getting close to a new deal yep. with uh, with the Pacers front office to get Kevin Pritchard to get him, you know, going. <laughs> yep. It just uh, who, where's he going?
1: It's just easy for nice clicks that everyone thinks they're going to be getting. Paul I George. Click, right? I click heavily, Excellent. absolutely I click every
0: single time I see it. <laughs>
1: exactly. Is it
0: Cleveland? No. Okay. Damn
1: it. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, as far as I'm concerned. The one team that can guarantee get him is Boston. It's one of those where I think Boston is holding out to see what kind of a complimentary piece they could get. Because if they were to call up Indiana and offer up the kind of assets that they have alongside the contract, they could get that deal done. So this is the asset. Apparently, this is the yes.
0: the. I'm sure you heard about this, but today apparently, um, first round pick for next year, mm. the the Brooklyn pick, yeah, the Lakers pick, and. Um, one of the starters. Exactly. That's that's the trade they want, and yeah. you know, Pacers. That's what Pacers want, and Boston thinks that's too high. What do you think about that trade?
1: Again, I think it kind of goes back to what Boston can get from a complimentary piece. They, if they get Paul George, they don't want just Paul George. They'll be looking at seeing. Okay, can we also get potentially a Blake Griffin? Can we get a Gordon uh, Hayward? That's yeah, Gordon getting. Hayward. Those are the, exactly those are the kind of guys that they're Gordon otherwise. Gordon Hayward at. is,
0: I think, a done deal.
1: It's it's one of those where Boston could, at this point, pick up any one of those. Yeah. It's just whether they could get both of them, which is what I think they're trying to break out. Out of those three players, I think, is where they're trying to uh, kind of find a way to get two of them over. Which two do you think they should take, and
0: where do you think they rank now on the Eastern strength scale You know of things? Like powerhouses of the Eastern Conference? Do you think yeah. they're going to dethrone Cavs? So two questions there.
1: Sure. Uh, first of all, I think uh, they would love to get Blake Griffin. That's okay, one. actually absolutely a big upgrade at the four. Yep. And honestly, as I've spoken to this before, I consider Gordon Hayward and Paul George to be pretty interchangeable, but I think wow. at this moment, Paul George is, one, first of all, he said he's not coming back. <laughs> I think yep. Gordon Hayward is maybe a more of a tougher sell on cool. that because I think Gordon Hayward actually likes it yep. in Utah. So I think Hayward, I'm sorry, Paul George and Blake Griffin is who they would, Want and I but think Paul most George realistically, not be coming able back. To
0: get. You know for a fact after a year, he's gonna leave.
1: You know what? A lot of people say these kind of things, but success changes. So if they were to, let's make say, come the there, finals. yeah, you make it to the finals, make it tough, and see that, hey, look, we're actually one piece away versus the dumpster fire right now. That's the Lakers. Yeah, I think that can uh, really play heavily on your mind, especially but the
0: dumpster fire might have LeBron James after.
1: We don't. Again, a lot we of pieces know. can pass. We don't hey. know. There's so much happening. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's the uh, po- power of free agency, right? Oh, so. God damn it. <laughs> Do this and see what how it transpires. The okay, year after. Okay,
0: okay, okay. So that's so Paul George. You think the likely scenario is that he ends up in Boston?
1: Likely a scenario, okay. yes. Likeliest
0: scenario is he ends up in Boston along with Blake Griffin, who I I would love to see that Eastern now. Now then, you kind of have that competitive side of the Eastern Conference again. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Like before, like everyone knows it's a done deal. Cleveland's gonna win, mm. but now you'll actually. Like if Cleveland beats that Boston team, you got to give LeBron credit for beating a team. That's what I care about here as a LeBron fan. <laughs> Someone give LeBron James credit for walking through the Eastern Conference every year because it doesn't happen like this.
1: I think people will uh, historically come back and see that. I mean, even in the year that uh, they beat Toronto in the Conference Finals, all the teams that Golden State walked through to get to the Finals had a worse record and, and the Eastern teams had yep, a better record against all the opponents. Okay, hey man,
0: you're preaching the same thing I say. Okay, cool. <laughs> it's just one of those things. Okay, cool. So then let's talk about... Uh, a more more I don't even know how to describe a chaotic situation that is the buyout option hmm. that apparently the Knicks will exercise on Carmelo I don't see it
1: happening but what do you think I think the Knicks will do anything in their power not to have to do something like that. Absolutely, it's just—I mean, they've already done it. They fired Phil Jackson. <laughs> yeah, right? they've already got twenty-four Step one. million. Step one: fire Phil Jackson. <laughs> exactly. And I think, secondly, look. Apart from all this, I actually will give credit to Mello. He's kept himself very professional throughout this entire deal. Exactly. All
0: you see on Instagram is him, like Father's Day, he's playing with his kid. Mm. You know, like he's just. Training for basketball, getting better, that's all he's focused on. Not talking to the media, you know, dealing with his own personal stuff, you know, that he's going through. But that's it. Exactly. Despite being, like, his reputation being dragged through the dirt this entire season, despite that.
1: Exactly, and despite all of this, he's shown that he wants to stay in New York, all things considered. I mean, it's pretty clear he he likes it there, his family likes it there. It's not really a destination he's looking to leave, and I don't think necessarily that he's in that only ring chasing mode just yet. He's got a couple mm. more years before that happens. Yep. But again, the chips may fall where they may. I just don't see the Knicks wanting to do a buyout. That being said, if they were to get a nice enough trade offer,
0: yep. Where okay? Where do you think where do you think that trade offer comes from? Or two questions, and where do you think Carmelo would want to play? Out of the scenarios that he has, he has LeBron James mm-hmm. on Cleveland. Yep. He has the scenario in Houston now. Yeah. Right. Uh, which everyone keeps forgetting like people are throwing that around but Mike Dantoni and Carmelo don't necessarily see eye to eye they've they've played oh, yeah. together already yeah right like they' Carmelo does not play the Mike Dantoni offense no he does not exhibit that right whereas Cleveland does the ISO ball thing which is exactly what LeBron needs he needs rest that's all we need LeBron <laughs> to get like just give him instead of 48 minutes a game just give him like 40 please just give him eight minutes of rest like just be plus. Not plus minus, you know, like they're always minus whenever he's off. Mm. He's just, you know, keep him off the court and just be able to maintain the lead.
1: You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, being able to keep par is going to be good enough for him to stay on. Exactly. I guess he's probably hoping for the East to stay kind of as it is. so That's he what can, I'm uh, saying, yeah, right?
0: That. Like, if the East stays constant, West is getting bulkier and better potentially. Why
1: not? Why not stay in the East? Yep. And... I mean, if the opportunity were to present itself, I just don't see the Cavs, for instance, having the straight assets to be able to really yeah. entice a trade yeah. of that sort. Yeah, it would agree. be sadly. Yeah, it would just be a situation where either you know, someone's arm gets a ring to a point where either a buyout happens or a Knicks are willing to accept some lowball offer just because they might lose him for nothing otherwise. Yeah,
0: okay, fair enough. Now let's talk about your favorite player. I don't know why I said that, but because you brought it up earlier, the who's considered, and I'm going to use this loosely, <laughs> this the snitch of the locker room. <laughs> D'Angelo Russell got traded, yep. which is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, D'Angelo Russell got traded um, for Brook Lopez, and is it a first-round pick? Or, yeah. Yeah, first-round pick. Yeah. So tell me what you think about that trade.
1: I think it's excellent for D'Angelo Russell to be able to uh, mm-hmm. kind of come into a situation where, one, people doubt his leadership abilities. I don't understand that. D'Angelo's people, shown... a.k.a.
0: Magic Johnson, oh, one yeah. of the greatest point guards the game has ever seen. Yep
1: fine that's fine but yeah. you know what it, it makes it even more so for you to want to prove someone wrong right?
0: on that no, level. i agree i think yeah. he's motivated his instagram shows him already practicing at like <laughs> 2 a.m he's motivated yeah he's motivated uh,
1: D'Angelo's an exciting player and you know what he's already showing a bit of the clutch gene and you know the ice in his veins oh stop
0: it stop that <laughs> stop that nonsense
1: but i do like d'angelo i think he's an exciting player i think it makes for an actually pretty interesting backcourt between him and jeremy lynn yeah who you know d'angelo's more of a, a two than he is a one but I think the situation works out well where Brooklyn could finally actually have some sort of interesting basketball happening over there and then as far as the Lakers are concerned yes they've gotten Brook Lopez but I just see it as more of a, uh, a situation where it'll be a cash cash consideration I don't think they're really long term I, don't I think it. they'll keep it We'll see.
0: I think they'll keep him because, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, long-term, I don't know, whatever he demands. Uh, who knows? Because bigs can demand whatever they want because the league has so few of them. And he's actually a skilled, quality oh, big. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, let's see what happens. In terms of, obviously, oh, let me ask you this. D'Angelo Russell comes back to L.A. Hmm. How many points does he drop? <laughs> Wait, o- over under 40? 82? <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm kidding. Hilarious. He'll, uh, he'll uh, come and drop.
1: 40. That's a reasonable target. Yeah, a reasonable target. I think he'll uh, be looking to drop something. He'll be looking to drop 50. 50? What? Mm, Like he's going to shoot, how many? 30? 35? It's not like anyone else is shooting in that I totally agree. That's why
0: I'm asking you. 30, 35 shots, Him and
1: Linsanity can just shoot 30 each. That's what I'm thinking.
0: That's what I'm thinking. Okay, cool. So that that establishes that trade, I guess. Mm -hmm. So who do you think is the
1: winner of that trade? Just to wrap this up. Uh, I think Brooklyn finally got a win out of a trade. It's just one of those situations where... One, Brooke Lopez was in, a, was in a place where they couldn't really utilize him anyway, so yep. they got some young assets out of it to give him some time to get back into respectability. Yep. So it's good. Let's okay, get so
0: Let me ask you some some other notable players to wrap this up. Who? Where do you think they're going to end up? Now mm-hmm. that free agency is, today's the 29th, so two days away. Yeah. Okay. July 1st, come midnight, I think everyone's going to, it's just going to be chaos everywhere. <laughs> People are going to be signing left, right, and center. Yep. Paul Millsap, where does he go?
1: Because there are rumors for sign and trade. Yeah, no, 100%. There's just... He's old. <laughs> He's old. Yeah, if, if Atlanta is also trusting the process, as you say, I could see him going to one of the contenders on there just as a cheaper option. One of the contenders? One of the contenders.
0: Okay, fair enough. Who, who would that contender be? Because <laughs> <laughs> it matters. Oh, absolutely. Like, um, if he goes to Houston, Houston gets better. Absolutely. If right? he goes to Houston, if he goes to San He's Antonio, a great third wheel. he goes
1: to get better. If he can go to... Oh, San Antonio. Yeah. Oh, as a... Lo- Oh,
0: yeah, we didn't even talk about LaMarcus Aldridge. Oh, yeah, that was going to be the... Okay, next name, LaMarcus Aldridge. Let's skip Paul Millsap. Okay, LaMarcus <laughs> Aldridge. What? He wants to leave. Yeah. Who wants what? to leave San Antonio. I've never heard of that in my life. <laughs> I was so shocked when I heard that. Apparently, the, the rumor has it, this is what I heard on the Bill Simmons podcast, mm. is the podfather, as they call him in the <laughs> podcast world. Um, the rumor is that... He still hasn't gotten over himself. He came in Mm. to the San Antonio organization. He thought he was going to be the heir apparent to Tim Duncan. Mm. That's what he didn't like about the Blazers because everyone considered a Damian Lillard team. Mm. Now that time has passed, Kawhi has emerged as clearly the best player on that team. Oh, yeah. He doesn't like that. He wants to go to a team where he's the best player. Explain to me how that makes sense. You're in a system that averages 60 wins a year. Mm Mm-hmm. Right? How can you not want to stay in that system? Just explain to me that. At At, least for the rest of your contract.
1: I think every player has their own personality on how they go about doing things. Uh, If you truly think that you're a superstar Mm. and want to be able to establish yourself as such. First of all, San Antonio is not the market for a superstar to really just emerge on his own. It's, It's a more team ball kind of situation. Right. And for him to potentially want to be in a place where he is the focal point. Right. I, I can see his uh, mindset on it. I just think LaMarcus needs to check himself because ooh, he's ooh. just not as good as he think he is.
0: I, I totally agree. I, he's just not. He's just not good as as he... Well, what, was he better in Portland, or what, what made the difference?
1: I just think he was more... Focal, uh, more of a focal point on the offense so that just hmm. made it look better as i kind of mentioned last time around he was being hidden by a lot of uh, good defenders around him as right. well right and he just got this opportunity where he would just get the ball at the elbow do what you want you can be inefficient whatever you're still going to get us 22 and nine and yeah. portland yeah. didn't have much depth so like i hey, just keep shooting it's right. not like they were going anywhere
0: it's so funny how when lamarcus left portland didn't even lose like a ranking in the seeds like, they were fourth. I think they went to fifth. That's that's the only thing that happened with him going.
1: Yeah, it was just a change Damon of Lillard how they David Lillard
0: and CJ McCollum carried the team. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, okay. I was
1: more sad about the Batum. Leaving oh, that's true. That's comparison. true. That was
0: a big deal. Yeah. Because um, he's a Swiss Army knife. Okay. So, those are the two names that... Big names that come in. Where's Gordon Hayward going?
1: So, I think this is where it's going to be. So, if Paul George ends up going somewhere, then I think Gordon okay. Hayward stays. If not, then it you would be the other think way. think he stays? I, I think, I think he's he gone. Why? I don't see why...
0: You know, part of me is like, you know, the Utah Jazz didn't want to give him the max contract. Hmm. You know, the last contract that he got yep. didn't want to give him that contract. Right. They really didn't think that he would turn out to be the player that he is, to be quite honest. Mm. Um, and maybe that's OK from the front office standpoint. Like, you know, front office has got to minimize their costs. Yep. They get it. That's how a company works. But a part of me is like, stick it to them now. <laughs> it's not like you're going to win in Utah. You're not going to win in Utah.
1: No, as, as we're kind of talking about that. here. No, no, they're not going to win in Utah. But yeah. see, I think this is where it's kind of getting to this level where is it really just championship or bust? Uh, what is wrong with yes. being? No, I don't. I don't agree that it's just championship or bust though. It's there is value there's to be had in being a consistently good team and waiting for an opportunity in which you can spring. No, but if
0: you're getting swept, that's not competitive to me. If you're getting swept in the Western Conference, which if Utah gets matched up against uh, Golden State again, mm-hmm. they will get
1: swept with a completely healthy team? With a com- of course. Well, Gobert wasn't healthy, Avery's isn't care. healthy. They'll get swept. It makes a difference. No, they will probably I don't pull care. out They'll one just swept. like I mentioned before. You they would really probably think out one or that two.
0: they w- will pull out one win against Golden State yes. if they're healthy. Yes. Something if Golden f- State is healthy.
1: Yes, it's just one of those things where no. if you have defense up to that level, you can pull out one game out. Of it. You can stifle an offense for at least one game in which your offense who actually has shown mm. itself to be pretty good mm. clicks. I just I just, goes back to the same situation of there's value in being a good team. I think back to Dallas. You know, it's one of those teams that everyone Mm. thought wasn't good enough until they were. Shout out to Dallas.
0: Shout out to Dennis Smith Jr., who I love. Okay, (laughs) cool. Uh, do you have a point? You raised your hand in a second.
1: A second. Oh, I was gonna okay. say. I mean, another trade that people are just kind of not talking about is Dwight Howard. He's getting moved over oh, to yeah. Charlotte, yeah. right? Tell
0: me, tell me what you think about that. I think that's irrelevant. But what do you think?
1: I just think it's one of those. It kind of shows the reality one of how the big man has totally changed Gone. from a perspective Gone. of how Dwight Howard is. But I think it's an underrated move for Charlotte. It's been in a situation where better. they gave up. Yeah, they gave up next to nothing. last be a playoff Plumley, team a 41 next year. 100.
0: Yeah. Defensively, they got better at the very least. Defensively, they got better. Rim protection. And, uh, you know, rebounding, they got better. Yeah. At least, uh, you know, those two things for sure. Yeah. I agree with you. Sure. Charlotte's they, an interesting team. And right. they didn't give up much to be quite on. Plumley, um, that's that's really it. It was and one other, but it there's was... There's another player I can't remember. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. Lastly, this is actually a big one. Um, rumor has it that Andre... Well, not rumor. Andre Iguodala is going to test the free agent market. Someone's going to pay him more money, hmm. right, than Golden State. I'm pretty convinced of that. What do you what do you think about Andre Iguodala leaving? What how how much of an impact does that have on Golden State?
1: I mean the impact is definitely there to be felt. It's about who they end up getting back because obviously Iguodala has an incredibly important role. Yep. I think what's uh, helped Golden State out a lot, especially in this last uh, year, is just the development of players like McCaw and Ian Clark. These mm. guys who have come and become really good bench players. Especially I mean McCaw in his rookie year and he's just hitting Who'd they draft? big shots. This Did year. Do you see the guy who I think is Jared? I'll have to look up the the number 38 pick, which they got specifically. Which they bought for 3.5
0: or 3.2 million. Can't remember the amount. Exactly. uh, amazing,
1: yeah, they know how to pick they them clearly.
0: They recovered themselves, and that guy is good, man. He's played for Oregon. I was super impressed with him, like his stats and stuff. He does exactly what they needed. It, it's not like he's gonna be in and he's gonna be like an iguodala type player, but he brings the high energy off the bench, which is what they needed. Exactly,
1: that's really all and they, they need. trust
0: their rookies because I saw their rookies nailing shots in the finals and I got really
1: upset. I was oh, like, yeah. that's a rookie, McCall. no, yeah. they have them nice, nice guys, and yeah. that's the and they're playing a system which just moves the ball, exactly. Any yeah. player can hit their shots if you're consistently getting them in a position of success, yep. which is what Golden State does. Exactly.
0: Well, on that note, unfortunately, we should end this uh, podcast in terms of you know just Golden State obviously having the best system. Ugh, I hate <laughs> I hate that as my way of ending the podcast. Best, best team of all time? Best team of all time is all time? Uh, uh, no the Chicago Bulls. Hmm. Best team of all we'll time. Let's
1: talk about that at a different time.
0: Okay, cool. We'll definitely talk about that. All right, guys. Well, hope you guys enjoyed this quick podcast. Thanks to Harris for coming in. We think this is going to be one of the craziest off seasons, hands down, this year uh, that we've ever seen, and so this is going to really change the face of the league. So uh, we'll probably do another one before the season even starts, uh, because I'm sure this is not the last move in terms of Chris Paul moving. There's going to be plenty other moves. All right, guys, tune in next week. Peace.